Listen, I'm back from vacation with an all new show. Me, DJ Damage, and Blue are here. Uh, I'm Sun Kissed Brown. I'm I'm I don't want to hear any colorism claims because I'm darker. I'm not black fishing. I'm actually black. There ain't no Danny Lay over here. You're darker no. than me now, man. I see you. I see you, oh, bro. You're darker it, than me. Yes, yes, you are. You are quite melanated, Jason Lee. Listen, I'm doing my best. You know, I was just recently in Aruba. I went to uh, Miami for Floyd's birthday. Then we followed him over to Aruba. And uh, I stayed a couple extra days because, you know, people online are saying Stella got her groove back. And I'm sorry to say that bitch ain't got shit on Jason Lee. You know what I mean? Found me a little Venezuelan <laughs> out there on the beach sipping my pina coladas. You know, I didn't fall in love, but I was mm. absolutely in lust for a couple days, you know? I saw your Instagram, Jason. You look like you were holding on to something. You were holding on to something. Oh, no. Oh, I was holding on to a lot in that photo, and I was holding on to a lot in the shower, too. But either way, uh, I was holding on to a lot. I went out there and had a good time. You know, I allowed myself to be open to having a vacation bay in the midst of COVID. You know, I risked my <laughs> life to allow my sexual needs and my, my, my sexual fantasies to be fed. And I have to say, I'm COVID free and I'm happy. That's what this glow is about. Good for you, man. Uh, the thing that stood out to me about all this was you said you had a, a vacation bay. Is that something only men do? Yeah. Do women go and have vacation bays, Blue? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I yes. not wrong. Not wrong with a little vacation bay. You dip off, you know, have a little something personal right there. I like that. Oh, we didn't stop, dip stop off. We, did, we, 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 we didn't dip off. We dipped in. And I'm going to tell you something. Okay, I'm going to tell you how it all went down. These are the details that I don't tell anybody, but my the people who support the show. So the front desk guy of my hotel says to me, how are you guys enjoying the island? I said, well, I'm enjoying it alone. I wish that I had somebody here with me. Now that Little Spoon is out and I'm single and I, I, I'm lonely on this island with this blue water and the dolphins and, you know, flamingos in the background, I'm lonely. And he says, I can help. And I'm like, really? Oh. And so he actually sends me photos of different guys that I could choose from. Wait, what? First, what hotel was yes, this? Hold on for a second. I got a pen. What, is, wait, what, what hotel is, wait, this, listen, is this called? Listen, listen. The first two guys look like they, you know, sing and snap and skip to Mariah Carey's <laughs> uh, Glitter. So they were out, right? But the third one that came through, he said, this is all I got. I said, oh, my God, I want to meet him right now. Now, you know, I had to make sure there wasn't a fee attached because you know, I ain't playing them games. But uh, I was able to meet the guy and we came and hang out on, hung out on the beach. And, you know, he was very like, you know, I'm not fast. I'm, you know, blah, blah, blah. I was like, no, I'm not fast either. Like, I'm just lonely, you know. Baby, we got we had a little too many drinks, a little too much 1942. Next thing I know. It was like the shower scene was there. Then we uh, had dinner. Then we went to a club and smoked hookah and drank more 1942. And in the morning, he went to work and I came back to America. But nonetheless, it was such a good time. And, and I always tell my friend Sarah, because she won't Wait, give her what? pussy up to nobody. I'd be like, girl, go fuck somebody randomly one time. Be a hoe. It's okay to be a hoe to get your groove back. And so I gave myself permission to be a hoe to get my groove back and I am back. I have that so was, many questions. Um... <laughs> I have so many questions. Number one, the name of the hotel is what exactly? What is the name the name of this establishment? 
See, that's how that's how the girl selling all the cocaine in Florida got busted, telling up your plugs. Don't tell people your plugs. Keep your plugs private because she people said, I might want to go. Girl, you better find your own resort. I don't know. Oh, that's stingy, so, Jason. Wait, that's so stingy. You said, this wasn't an escort, though, right? This dude just randomly had a collection of guys to offer you. What was that? No, mm-hmm. he, no, he was not an escort. No, he was not. Actually, we had a lot of conversations. There was a lot of vetting, a lot of background checking. But that's what I said. So th- this person that that had this uh, plethora to offer you, how did mm-hmm. he? Anyway, it sounded like you had a good time, man. No, <laughs> he's just a real question. There's a lot of gay men. I don't know. Look, I'm just learning how the community works. I'm just asking. I don't know. No, listen, it was a good time. I, In all seriousness, you know, it was one of those things where I want to say a lot of people are so concerned about my weight loss. Everybody's had something to say. Some people say, somebody called me fat the other day on Beagle. I said, wait, let me tell you something, bitch. First of all, your man is in the room and he would let me fuck him. So you may want to watch yourself because I got the resources to fuck your relationship up. He was like, my man wouldn't fuck you. I said, okay, hey, what's up, baby? He said, follow me. I said, see what I'm saying? It starts with a follow. You gonna fuck around and come for me for some beans, bitch, and then your man is gonna be laid up here in LA but anyway I digress what I was saying was I a lot of people are consumed with my weight right so they're oh you're too fat now I'm too skinny first you look unhealthy now you look sick I'm like listen I feel great I am 212 pounds I was 322 pounds when I started my weight loss journey I feel like I've added years to my life but you know what you know one thing I'll be honest about I'm becoming more and more uh open to uh, being vulnerable and The one thing that I will say on my vacation that made me feel the greatest was when he wanted me to take a shower with him. I've told the story on gagging and on Vigo, but he wanted me to take a shower with him. And, you know, back in the day, I may have been a little bit more insecure because I was heavier, not in shape. Now my nipples are on Instagram. So I'm like, shit, fuck it. We got in the shower. It was amazing. But it was it felt good to be vulnerable and to. And, mm-hmm. and to love myself in the body that I'm in. And that's the message that I want to get out to everybody watching. Like, love the body that you're in. Make yes. sure that the people that are touching on you, that are around you, that are in your life, whether they're friends or sexual partners or whatever, or a bay in another island, make sure that they are uh, celebrating your body and that they're encouraging you to celebrate your body. Because the one thing he said to me when we were laid up on the beach, he was he was filling my body. He was filling my entire body. Yeah, <laughs> I like this story. Uh-huh. I know what happened. He was filling my entire body. And when he got to where my love handles were, he said, you are, you look, you feel so good. I said, thank you. He said, you used to be fat. Now, mind you, I didn't get mad at him because that was his way. I mean, maybe that's how he talks in Venezuela. I don't know. But either way, I embraced the fact that he was giving me a compliment. It wasn't a backhanded compliment, but that he was you know, giving me the reinforcement that I needed. And I'm telling you, having come out of relationships that may not have always been the best, I'm now, I, I now know that I need somebody who's going to give me the love, affection, and the confidence that I need to be solid in my relationship. So it was, it was a good experience. I love that you mentioned the fact that uh, part of you being vulnerable is being comfortable in your skin. I am a big proponent, I've talked about this before, about sexual healing. And I feel like a lot of times people can do the work, but until you can be booty ass naked with another human being and feel cute, 
you still got a way to go. And so people try to act like sex is just physical. I think sex is part of healing. For my own body positivity journey, when I was able to, you know, run around in the house naked, I was like, oh, I think I've arrived. And so I'm so happy that you've gotten to that place, Jason. Welcome to the family. I'm sure your neighbors are getting an eyeful through your windows as well as mine. But um, yeah, this is a sexy story. Feel free to tell us more escapades. No, I like it, it, You know, when you see the movie, Stella got her groove back. Of course, we know the movie. We didn't know that she was also with somebody who was gay because that's a whole mess. But yeah. what I learned in the experience was, you know, I'm really big on nurturing and being affectionate towards my partner and making them feel sexy and making them feel good. It felt good to have somebody do that to me. You know, mm -hmm. and it felt good to get it unsolicited, not because of the, 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 you know, public figure or the friends or the money and all that. It was about none of that. And, and uh, I said to him, I said, you going to let me snatch you off this island? He said, no, because I have a life here, but I want to see you again. I was like, all right, good answer. <laughs> oh. I see you, Danilo. Anyhow, oh, you're giving out names? Uh, oh, Okay. Yeah, why not? Fuck it. You know, I've been posting a lot more on my Insta. I don't know if you saw of me just with men in general, because I never have done that, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to tell y'all why I did it. I think people think I'm doing it because I'm trying to show out. I'm doing it because for years I've I've uh, survived under the veil of living a straight lifestyle and being around straight men and straight people and whatever. And I'm, I seem straight and I make people feel comfortable in my gayness because... Uh, I'm not too extra. And what I realized in this journey of just staying to myself and really processing my life and where I'm at right now is that I have a responsibility to my community to make people be confronted with who I am. So you, now you see me kissing a man. You see me holding a man. You see me with a man. You know, it's one thing to know that I'm gay and tolerate me. And it's another thing to see that I'm gay and accept me. And so I've been more open uh, with who I am to my audience and to the world, not because I want to flaunt that all these sexy guys are in my life, because I've always had a sexy guy. Let's make no mistake about it. It's more about wanting to know that the people who are in my life totally embrace who I am as a person. And also to the people who are out there that are like me in my community, that they see you can be friends with anybody. You can travel the world. You can have money. You can have success. You can do it all and still be who you are. And so that's really why I've been posting. It's been less about the people and more about my my community. And it feels really good to have people acknowledge that they're happy to see me living out my whole gay life. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just this is where I'm at. Does that make sense? I mean, I don't even. Yeah, know you see, you seem yeah. happy, and it, it feels like this is a journey of self love. I like it, man. I mean, honestly. Regardless of how, how you got here, I think we all got to sit back and really love ourselves because we're our own worst critics. And some, you know, the way we talk to ourselves, the way we see ourselves sometimes is so negative. And, you know, I think it's powerful that you can be vulnerable with somebody and you feel comfortable showing your lifestyle. And this took you a long time to get here. And it just shows people we all got to put in that work, of course, with our careers, but also for ourselves. So that's major. I, I think this is perfect. I think uh, the journey that you're on is going to help a lot of people who aren't even speaking to you. You know how they always say there are people who are taking notes who do not want to tell you. So there are folks who mm -hmm. you might think hate you that are low-key being inspired by you. This happens all the time. And I do think it's tied that the more you love yourself, the less it makes sense to have shame about your sexual orientation or who you love or what you're doing because shame no longer makes sense for you in general. And a lot of people can learn from that because there's a lot of straight presenting 
LGBTQ plus people out there who get over on being the token. And you're like, no, I don't have to be gay light. I'll just be gay. And y'all going to have to not, not tolerate it, but celebrate it, which is a very different bit of nuance that I love is happening for you. No more tolerance, Jason. Everybody's well, celebrating what, you now. Well, one of the, one of the shows that I want to do at some point is I really want to unpack another topic because recently, you know, something happened that really bothered me and I haven't talked about it, but I do want to talk about it a little bit today. Uh, you know, when I first uh, became notable or whatever, and, you know, fans, you know, in my DMs and stuff like that, I would I would have hookups with fans, you know what I mean? And people used to always tell me, be careful with these fans, be careful, be careful, be careful. So I met a fan online and I went to meet up with him. And when I met him, he was just extremely feminine, not my type of guy, just not somebody I would ever give time of day to, whatever. And Nice guy, whatever, but just a little too, I could tell he was a little messy and a little too queenie for me. And so I told him, you know, I wasn't interested. And then he texted me, had a great time. It's about three years, texted me, had a great time. And then he followed up with, uh, a, can I work with Hollywood Unlocked? I'm like, no, thank you. I have my team, not interested, whatever. And I haven't heard from this guy in three years. Tell me why he went to TikTok and said that I offered to fuck him no, I offered to put him on Love and Hip Hop if I would let if he would let me fuck him. Now, I've been struggling with how to deal with this because on one hand, you don't want to talk about it because you don't want to fan the flames and you don't want to give uh, life to some bullshit. But on the other hand, as a person who's using this platform for Raz B and other victims of sex assault and sex abuse, you know, you want to, and, and, and also within the Me Too movement, having my own issues with how freely people can make allegations, um, I wanted to destroy him, you know, and legally we are going to destroy him. Don't get me wrong, because I feel like the people, the type of people he is that do this to people who don't have receipts like I do, that don't have the protections of making sure you're in public spaces and around people and that you're overly communicating or overly getting permission to touch or whatever, those people lose everything, you know? And so we, you know, I had to call my attorneys and I said, you know, I want to destroy this person with this, that. And she said, no, just get us all this information and we'll deal with it legally and whatever. But I, I say that to say, you know, we're, we're in a world right now where we're super PC, we're super afraid to engage with each other. We're overly hating on one another we're under accepting of people's differences and uniqueness and the contributions that they bring to the world that make this a beautiful place to live in. Uh, we, and in our culture, the cancel culture thing is just something that's very interesting. I know we're going to talk about TI and tiny today. Cause that's very interesting too. Yeah. One thing that I noticed for sure that I've learned is that over the years I've met different celebrities who have trust issues and I didn't understand it. Cause I'm like, I'm a good person. Why, why can't we be friends? Why can't we say uh, in touch or whatever. And now becoming a public person, I now see why. I see why. Because there are people out there who want to take from people uh, because they want that easy come up and they want to take advantage of people. And, you know, I think about over the years, why I don't show my relationships? You know, it's easy to attach uh, being gay with pedophilia. It's easy to attach dating younger with wanting to date a kid. How is it that if I, uh, the, the guy I posted from um, Aruba, he's 26 years old, I'm 43. Clearly there's an age difference. But, but the comments in there drove me to a place where I, I wasn't even mad. I was literally studying it as a social experiment where I'm looking at the homophobia in the comments. And I'm like, wow, 
all these people, uh, there were a lot of people that, you know, of course, celebrated me being happy, but there were a lot of people who were very, very, very homophobic. And it bothers me that I didn't take a stand a lot, a lot sooner at forcing people to embrace me being gay and being a better representative. And so, yeah, damage to your point, I'm going through my own journey right now where I don't even know where it's going. I do know mm-hmm. that I do want to have a show at some point with gay men. I've met gay men on, online who, um, who represent as straight but date trans women. Uh, I have uh, met men online who've been molested by women uh, and men. I'm just finding it fascinating how many complexities to this issue is out there. And I want to keep using my platform to explore them. And uh, it's been an interesting experience. I won't lie. Uh, And they say you make it when this type of shit happens. So maybe I guess I've made it. But it's been an interesting couple weeks for sure. Ooh. That's heavy. But Jason, to your point about you wish you had done it sooner, I actually don't wish you had done it sooner. You did it when you were ready, right? Because you had to have your own journey first before you could help anybody else. So I think the timing is actually perfect. I think a a moment sooner might have been too soon for you. And now that you are in a space where you fully are grounded, now you can help other people. But you always have to help yourself first. So there's no shame in that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, listen, it is what it is. It's another day here. Um, I went to New York and I, wait, wait, before I go to New York, Damaged Blue, what have you been up to? (laughs) Blue, what you been up to? Uh, I lost a bet, so I have to have straight hair for two weeks. Um, Damn. Yeah. Oh, girl, I thought you said you lost a bet, so you had to have sex with Damage. I was going to say, well, damn. No, I said straight hair, Jason. Straight hair. That's winning a bet. Straight (laughs) hair. I swear to God, straight men are so... (laughs) No, but I lost a bet, so I have to look like... uh, We call her Blue Kim. This is my... I feel very Blasian right now. My features look very dramatic when my my curls are gone, but um, I've had a very interesting um, couple of weeks. I found out the person that I always thought would be the love of my life, secretly got married. So that's been an interesting, um, yeah, y'all, Mercury Retrograde wait. sucked. Uh, so. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, wait. I've been going wait, through it. Person, um, wait, wait, the person you were talking to got married to somebody else? Okay, so you know how we all have someone who were like, yo, when I get my stuff together, we're probably going to end up together. And so you kind of date other people because you're like, yo, the minute I get my stuff together, I'm coming back for you. Um, We've had that Mm. dynamic for years. And uh, I was getting lots of phone calls and messages and loving whatevers. And then and like around the holidays, they stopped. And so I was like, oh, it's the holidays. People are busy, whatever. And then right when Mercury and Retrograde hit, um, I found out that this Bama had gotten married to somebody who hates me. So, uh, the love of my life nah. is now married to my nemesis. Uh, that's been humbling. And so, yeah, it's been an, it's been, now, let me tell we you, have, we have to talk about that though, because there's a lot of people in those on and off relationships. Yeah. The question is, at what point do you have to divulge the info about like, Hey, I'm moving on because there's like this underlying pact between you, right? Like there was supposed to be some kind of heads up. You just don't get married. Because that's kind of ghosting, right? Isn't that ghosting? Yeah. And you know what the funny thing is? It made me realize though, that I was also full of shit. Cause you know, I always talk about emotional intelligence cause you always have to drag yourself first. I think I have been emotionally unavailable to everybody that I've ever dated because I had this backup plan. 
And so this is the first time in my entire adult life that I am dating without a backup. Like I'm dating like completely emotionally available. And it's weird for me because now there's certain things that I wouldn't take seriously. I'm like, oh, I don't have a backup. I probably should take that seriously. So if anything, this relationship was a crutch. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm four weeks into my new life of having no backup. And it has been wait, a fascinating wait, place I'm, to be. I'm still, I'm still trying to digest that he's married. Not dating your enemy, but married to your enemy, which means while y'all and were you guys sexually involved? Like were y'all fucking or what? Look, Jason, I know you just you just got to the place of being comfortable with your body, but I'm I've always been very comfortable um with my body. So uh I get touched a lot. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, <laughs> I, I have no problem being touched. So you guys were sexually involved, which means that if he got married to your enemy. They were sexually involved at the same time. So I've had a long uh, month, guys. And, <laughs> uh, uh, but you know yeah. what, though? Again, Jason, one thing we talked about your new life when you have a new life, all your relationships also have to be new, right? Like, even someone who's in your life for years, you have to renegotiate the terms of agreement. And so I don't think it's a coincidence that as I'm entering this new phase of life, Every old thing that I had as a crutch or a distraction is being taken away from me. So yeah, that has been what I've been up to. And I lost the bet. So now I'm walking around with straight hair and no boo, uh, just, you know, reassessing yeah. everything. You know, I, I, I'm not I'm not a fan of the Desperate Housewives hair at all. Um, but I, hate I understand it. you have to fulfill your bet. I'm still, I, I need you to go get a picture of the friend, the enemy who took your man. So we can put them on the show at some point. Oh, and can I, I say something about that too? I just, since, I, since we're being petty, I'm feeling very like sharing today. So enjoy. Um, I always find it interesting when men say that they're shallow, but if you're, I'm a cute girl, right? Like I'm not going to pretend even with the straight hair, I'm a very cute girl. If you are dating someone who facially uh, is not as cute um, and is not as popping personality wise either, but it's just like skinnier, you're not shallow. You're just fat phobic. So, because shallow means she'd actually have to be pretty as well. So I just think that a lot Wait, of people. But, but, but you know what? But you know what? Though I'm gonna tell you something. I was, on, again, I was I was I was on Bigo because you know that's that's my life now. If you want to find me, you gotta find me on Bigo. Uh, and we were having this whole conversation about whole body positivity and stuff. Men right. love thick. Men love no, juice. yeah. Especially trainers. I get a lot of personal trainers and athletes. People who you would think. So he, would be so, the he, so he traded in. He traded in a juicy woman for a, a dog face, whole home wrecking ass, no edge having biatch. She's easier to control. She's easier to control. What what so. what to me is captivating that somebody was messing with your nemesis while messing with you. Like what kind of dynamic was he getting? That's what like that's insane to be messing. You know, it's one thing to mess with somebody you don't really like like that, but like somebody you despise and then gets married to them. Like what kind of intel? I don't know. I, no, no offense, Damon. She's a Libra. You know how Libras are. We've discussed many a Libra on this show. There's, there's no, there's no loyalty. So it is. We looking bad out here. <laughs> yeah, y'all. Between Nick Cannon and my ex, Libra, y'all, y'all got some explaining to do. Um, uh, he's a very charming, very attractive man, and I wish him nothing. I don't want to say I wish him well because I do. I wish him <laughs> so, nothing. So, so the penis wasn't worth fighting for. I mean, was the penis oh no, it was the average. No, no, it, it, it was digmatizing, but it's not worth all this. It's okay. It's okay. I mean, 
I can take you to Home Depot and get a gas can and show you what I was going to do to that one nigga's house who tried to take mine. <laughs> Jason, let's talk offline when there's no evidence on camera. But yeah, that's what I've been up to, guys. I've just been, you know, yeah, that's what I've been up to. Damage? That was... So damage, yeah. so damage, damage corrected me. Yes, if she lost the bet, it would be a win. That wasn't shade. I don't want people to think... Cause, oh, you know, no, no. <laughs> your fans go your fans go crazy for you in the comments how they all want to have sex with you these women range from 25 to 62 they all trying to get their back broke because you know you keep your business pretty low i don't know wow. what you're up to but what are you doing being a damn dad jason you want to know what happened to me this past weekend since we're sharing like honest to god truth the stress i've been having in my life my son has not turned in two weeks of homework with this virtual learning. The kids need to go back to school. My son has been able to swindle the system. Mind you, all the stuff comes to my phone. He's able to, when, when the teacher returns and leaves a message, he responds first. He had everything on lockdown. So I'm thinking he's doing amazing. I'm buying him gifts every week. You're like, oh, Yo, you're really doing good. And the teacher had to like literally send me a personal email like, you have not been responding your son for two weeks. What's going on? And this is what kids don't get. When you don't do your work, you make me look crazy. Yeah, you, you know, look bad. Like no. kids forget they, they, that, no, that you're making know, me look they bad. They're going to send DCFS to your house and do a welfare check in a minute. And we're sitting there doing the work. He's just not turning it. It's like, so that's what I've been dealing with. I know it's not as, it's not as crazy as what's going on with you, Blue, but that's definitely some mercury and retrograde with that. So I've been stressing trying to get my son back on track. Well, the irony of that is he's probably a genius. Like, he, he yes. sounds like a bit of a genius, funny enough. So, clearly he's smart. Emotionally, he like school. he's witty. But I know there's probably a lot of parents that watch this that's probably sitting at home while their kids are running around in circles and they're just like, when are they going back to school? And I want everybody to be safe, but this, we have to find something for this virtual learning. because It's crazy. Well, you know, when you talk about Mercury retrograde, I really didn't believe that that was real. But I have to tell you, this past Mercury retrograde, when I tell you all Ooh. types of friendships were tested, you know, I I talked openly about me and Cardi's friend friendship tested. You know, you know, when you're real friends with somebody that you could really go through it and come through, you know, and we had a great conversation. Uh, I refollowed her on Instagram. It was so petty, petty person. No, but, you know, I, I know that people look at her as Cardi B and I forget sometimes that she's, you know, that she has the fan pages and trolls and people who want to see her unhappy. But I really do love that girl and I do care about her. And, you know, I'm still proud of her and will always be proud of her. And we did have a, a couple conversations that were really good. And we both said, you know, we are, we, we both genuinely felt hurt, uh, but as friends and friends fight and, 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 you know, it probably was a little, Childish and being petty to unfollow because my thing about following people is less about proving that I don't like them or making people get in our business. It's just that like I may I when I love somebody and I follow them, I get consumed with them and I'm always checking on them. And sometimes when you want to take a break from it all, you just kind of I take a step back. Um, and so you know uh, I think people thought we were going to hate each other forever, uh, and we, I don't think we ever hated each other. We just you know we were friends. We're we are friends, and we had. Uh, a, a, a disagreement, but nonetheless, I'm glad that we were both able to get on the phone and talk. Um, she never unfollowed me, so I think she's the bigger person in this, and she actually <laughs> won the fight uh, ultimately. But uh, yeah, I'm glad that we're, you know, I'm glad that everything is cool. And uh, you know, uh, she's 
you know, she's Cardi, she's dope. Now I knew I was what was gonna happen. I knew it. That's good though. Well, listen, you yeah. said she's a Libra. You know how you Libras could be. You know, I blame every I blame, I blame every <laughs> zodiac sign besides Leo's, Pisces, <gasps> and Scorpios. Every other sign. That's a bad know? list, Jason. That is literally the people who are the Whoa. most to blame for most things. <laughs> you might have add Libra in there. That's the that's a bad blue, list. Blue, you're blue, you're a Gemini. You were created in hell. So No, 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 no. I'm a Taurus with a lot of Gemini in my chart. Just a lot of Gemini that's in my true. chart. Okay. But well, it's hiding if, behind if, the Taurus. If you're, if you're if if you are a if you are anything with a Gemini, if the Gemini is circulating your your sign, you're born in hell and just please I'm stay fun. away from I'm fun. I'm so fun. I like Gemini's. I'm so Gemini's fun, Jason. Yeah, we're fun. We're spicy. Look, look we're at his face. No, no, Gemini's are fun when they're on their medication. Well, That's being true. a Taurus, gotta... being a Taurus is my medication though. Like the Taurus pulls me back right before I get arrested. So I have like a like well, a self policing thing. Isn't a, tor a, a, a Taurus is bulls, right? Yeah. T Taurus is the most sensual and stable sign of the entire zodiac. We just we sure. just want to be touched Taurus, and take it, care of people. Isn't it? Isn't a Taurus a bull? Yes, and a Leo is a lion. So it was good. We, so we in the, safe, the thing so together. Y'all be so it's safe to say y'all be on some bullshit. No, the funny thing is we attack bullshit. Ooh. We attack bullshit. Uh huh. And lions. We see red. And lions. Lions don't be lions. So let's just be no lions be lions. No, no lions don't lie. Lions pride themselves on honesty. Gemini's and Capricorns lie. Capricorns, those bitches are yeah. pushing the cart. With the Gemini in them to hell, Jason. Would you be open to me doing your chart? Because I could tell you like how you fuck, nope, how you get mad, nope, how you date. Nope, nope, I could do nope. your chart. Keep, your, keep keep your witchcraft, chicken bones, and fairy dust. That's not witchcraft. It's astrology. I could do your chart, Jason. All right. No, because I already know you're gonna come and try to sit Indian style with no shoes on in my house and turn the lights down low with all kinds of fucking strobe lights and shit. I it would be healing for you. Like, it would be so healing. No, 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 I don't even let bitches light incense in my house because I think it's some kind of witchcraft. So keep the incense <laughs> the fuck away. You would hate my apartment. Yeah, you would hate my house. You would hate my house. No, I no, am the king no, because, of incense. No, because no, da no damage. Listen, I like incense. I'll burn incense. I'd even go to your house to light incense. But I feel if I'm around blue and she's lighting something, it's some kind of smoky thing to try to make it to where she can go and dig up a dead cat or some funny shit. And no. Just... Damage, tell him. I'm very healing with my readings. Like, no, seriously. I give very healing readings. You're going to walk away feeling so much lighter. If I want healing, I get that sexual feeling. You know that song? It, it, it could help. It, I'm just saying, it could I, help. Listen, I recently caught up with Tamar Braxton, uh, her, and I was asking her about her relationship with her ex, David Adafeso. They had this whole domestic violence restraining order that was filed, and it just got dismissed. And so the latest update about this case against Tamar, because he had filed against her, uh, reveals that it's been it's been thrown out. Now, Tamar was recently on the show, and I asked her about this relationship uh, after, you know, it was tumultuous. Remember she had sent me the private message that I made public with the bruise on her arm or whatever. And so when I interviewed her, she kind of downplayed it, which I thought she was trying to protect him. Little did I know she was trying to get this damn thing dismissed. Okay. So this is a video from uh, the interview. Take a look. So there was this picture right here that I want to ask you about. 
this photo was a bruise that I believe he put on your arm. Now, I know I'm probably violating the friend code by talking about something publicly that I haven't asked permission for, but I want to make sure that because there are so women, so many women that do look at you as a champion for many things, you overcome uh, you know, obstacles, you stand in your truth, you say it like you mean it, you show up with grace, you're a great mother, you're a great sister, um, and you're a strong black woman. Uh, I, I wanna make sure that when we stand with the hashtag protect black women, that protecting black men, although a priority, isn't in a way of sliding who you are to other women. So uh, that bruise, he grabbed you in the, on your arm, correct? Okay, so it's a lot of variables as to why I can't give you a direct answer, okay? Um, that day in the car was a horrible day, and um, it was a lot of emotions. It was a lot happening, you know, um, and I'm not making excuses for him, but I'm talking about um, the experience that we both had with suicide, right? And how hard that was for both of us and how difficult in that moment it was for the both of us to figure out what had just transpired in our relationship and our friendship and our family. And um, it, it, was, it was very, very hard. It was probably the worst argument I've ever been in in my life. And I'm pretty sure that I can speak for him in that aspect. But um, I'm going to tell you that um, David and I was not in an emotionally nor um, physically abusive relationship. Um, but I am going to say that that was the worst argument we've ever had in our lives. Hmm. Wow. So, I mean, she didn't really confirm it, but she didn't deny it. Um, and now that this restraining order has been dismissed and now she's out of that relationship completely. I mean, the, the thing that I want to know is why do so many women, you know, still seemingly protect a man when clearly he has fucking issues? I'll say allegedly, but I think he has issues, right? Why do women do that? Well, she clearly loves him. You know what I mean? And also, too, whenever you're in an abusive situation, whether it's emotionally, physically, or sexually, if you love the person, you feel guilt about making them look bad in public. And so I feel like regardless of what happened, she probably did some things that she wasn't proud of, and she probably has some guilt about how she showed up. Because if you listen to the clip, she said they both lost their way during that argument. And so she probably has some guilt about what she did as far as getting pulled into such a nasty argument but also probably wants to protect him because she did love him at some point and probably still loves him. And so it's never fun as a woman, if you're a very nurturing person, to watch somebody that you care about get dragged in the court of public opinion. I have a lot of exes that um, we have words privately, but I would never want to drag them or bring their families into something nasty in public. So it's, it's misdirected love and compassion. Unfortunately, a lot of us do that, myself included. Mm. Mm. I mean, I, I can't yeah, really well, speak I mean, to it, of course. Yeah, go, go, go. No, no, go, go ahead, Damage. No, I was going to say, I really can't speak to why women stay or protect their abuser, but I wanted to ask you, Blue, just in your mind, you know, how hard is it for people to walk away from these situations? Because, you know, thank God that she walked away. Well, I think one of the biggest mistakes that we make is that we think that we, in sound mind and body, 
can speak to what somebody in her position would do. The thing that happens with abuse is you're groomed. So your reality is very slowly but surely distorted. And by the time mm. you are in a flat out abusive relationship, you've already made all types of compromises that you normally wouldn't make. So the line of what's appropriate slowly but surely moves. And so if you've ever been in a relationship where you were like, yo, I was tripping in that relationship. Why did I stay so long? Even if you weren't smacked across the mouth, you in that moment know exactly what it's like to be in a relationship that distorts your reality. And so a lot of times when you're in an abusive relationship, your mind is so warped, you can't think like your regular self. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I had a sister that was once in an abusive relationship. And I mean, I think I've talked about on this show. I mean, me and my brothers had to physically threaten him and do things in order to get her away from him. And yeah. I'm glad that she's left and she's now with a man who loves her and, you know, hasn't put hands on her. And, you know, I just don't understand why people stay in those relationships. It's not just women, because men are also uh, in abusive relationships. And I'm glad that, you know, Tamar has found freedom from that situation. Uh, I asked her in the interview, would you ever go back to him? And she said, absolutely not. I really felt that. Ooh. The other thing she said in the interview that a lot of people online are responding to was that she created the real the show The Real with her ex-husband Vince and uh, uh, a couple other people in telepictures. And baby, they are good. They're getting mad because I thought Lonnie Love created the show the way she did. No, we all did. We all did. She went on The Breakfast Club and sold it and characterized it as if she had created that show. She was like, I was the first one they chose, X, Y, and Z. So Lonnie Love, if that's true, sis, you have some explaining to do because I usually defend you, but you sold that totally different if Tamar really developed that show. That is messy boots. You know what I need to do? I need to go get that Breakfast Club clip. I need to do a Johnny, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to create a clip where I just ask the question, and I ask for a meeting with Lonnie Love. I need to meet with you, Lonnie. There are questions in the HR department. We need to understand who created the real, because if you're being unreal with us, we're going to get real on Instagram. I need to know, did Tamar create the real? Did Lonnie Love create the real? You know, um, uh, Tamara, she's, you know, she's, she's out trapped in the plantation with her husband. And then I don't know, you know, Jeezy got Jeannie locked up, which I actually love them together. And I love, I love, yeah. uh, Adrian. Adrian's been one person that has supported Hollywood a lot for a long time. And I love, what's the girl named Garcelle. <laughs> now Garcelle, we know you got real with your ex-husband when you sent that email to all the agents saying that he had fucked some other woman behind your back. We know that you can keep it real. But I need you to bring a little bit more pizzazz. I need Amanda Seals back on the panel. I need Amanda Seals to walk in with her afro and say, bitch, it's Black History Month every motherfucking month. I need it to be real at the real. Right now, I really, I don't see the show lasting longer than two more years. Mark my words, the real is mm. going to get canceled because it's boring. But uh, I do want to see, I do want to hear about Lonnie because we've had Lunell here on the show and people keep pointing out that Lonnie is a bully. And I don't know. I've never met her, so I, I mean, I know I did. I met her. I met her when I was on the show, but I, I don't know her. And I, I want, I want to hope and pray that Lonnie's not the bully people are painting her to be. But if she lied about creating the real or gave the wrong intimation that she created the real, baby, that ain't gonna be good. Hopefully, she responds because that I even posted that clip because I was shocked by that. I hope that she clears it up and explains to us what's going on because I usually defend you, sis, but. I don't have any defense for this one. Sorry. Well, let's walk through it. If she indeed did not create it, what happens? Like, what's going to happen? Well, well for I years, she made no, it seem like she I was like the backbone. 
Well, I think the show has lost credibility over the years. With Tamar leaving, it started to lose uh, credibility because you started to see cracks in the veil. Then when you've had this turnover of different hosts, um, and then people who have been guests of the show or people that have known Lonnie or close to Lonnie have come out and said things about her being a bully or the characterization of her characteri- characterization of her on the show isn't one of about you know being girly girls girls, um, and then she's actually come out and made it seem like she created the show and that she's like the pillar of the show. And so, if that posturing has been improperly placed, I just think it continues to crack at the credibility. Look at what's happening with Ellen. You know, people are talking about her show getting canceled after this next year. So I think it'll be problematic for the show, for sure, because there's a lot of response online to the interview, uh, specifically about that part with Tamar. Amanda Seals was their last hope to make it spicy. And Amanda confirmed that the producers are a little bit racially insensitive. And I think once that happened, I think a lot of us checked out. I don't know anybody Mm. who's really been... Even Garcelle, who I love, my fellow Haitian sister, she's a Caribbean woman. She's very, very spicy. On The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, she was a fan favorite for being spicy, which is why I think she got put on The Real. But whatever's happening on The Real neutered her as well. So what's going on where all these Black women with big, beautiful personalities come on The Real and then it turns into Get Out? That's not a coincidence. One time, maybe. Twice, maybe. But three times, this is the third Black woman who's lost her light once she gets on that show. I smell smoke. Something's going on. Mm. Allegedly. Well, I can tell you something else is going on is the big conversation. Another thing that came out of the interview with Tamar was, you know, her sex abuse. You know, she was molested and it came out on the show against her wishes. Also, we've had Resby on the show uh, and he's been open about uh, his stuff. You know, I emailed Tarana Burke. I've said that on the show who created the Me Too movement. Tarana emailed me yesterday when I was getting off a plane that she's in touch with Raz and that they're helping him with his journey because now I feel like he's finally going to get the vindication that he needs having been abused, allegedly abused for years by people close to him. Well, now, baby, Atlanta is on fire because Tiny and T.I. are both under fire again. Now, 11 people have come forward with allegations that there's more to the kinky sex stuff going on in their Atlanta bedroom. Uh, And then they're saying that, you know, uh, they have attorney. This attorney now is representing them saying that, they're uh, they are sex predators and they're facing new criminal charges. There's an investigation happening claiming that they allegedly drugged and raped or sexually assaulted 11 people. And uh, they have this new attorney named Tyrone Blackburn. And so he's representing all of the accusers and seeking criminal inquiries into two states, Georgia and California. So I'm torn, right? I don't want to come on the show and at all make it seem like I believe that T.I. and Tiny are sex predators. But then on the other hand, because I know how easy it is for people to make allegations. On the other hand, 11 different people, similar stories. I don't and they know. don't know each other. They don't know each other at all. And I mean, Jason, to be fair, when we first talked about this, I said, hey, guys, this makes me nervous. One of the reasons why I'm so nervous about this, it's not just that 11 people who have never met each other have surprisingly... Uh, granular detail in common, right? That's already suspect. But if you look at the footage, the archive footage, Nicole Scherzinger, years ago, m- was caught on camera making comments about, ooh, T.I. and Tiny, be careful if they invite you over the house. Even Wendy Williams recently said this week, she said, hey, I warned you guys about T.I. and Tiny before 2005 when I was on New York radio. So it's not like this came out of nowhere. Even Shekana, who is friends with the, the couple, said, yeah, they did stuff, but it was consensual. So it's not even like they're saying they didn't do stuff. It's more so the, the conversation around consent but, with lots but, of other people. That's the issue. That's the issue with what Shekana said. If they do kinky shit, like, have I ever been to a sex party? Yes. 
Have I ever had group sex? Yes. Have I ever, you know what I mean? Have I had sex with somebody who was married or had a kid and a girl? Yes. So because I've been involved in situations that could be sticky, no pun intended, does that mean me being a freak or being a wild boy or a young boy in the game? Does that mean that I'm a predator? Now, Shekinah kind of, you know, she was speaking a little too much because, you know, she kind of claimed Way too much. that maybe there were some drugs and maybe there was some kinky sex going on. But I don't think that she said that there were women who couldn't escape the compound. You know? I see what you did there. I see what you did there with the escape joke. I will say, Jason, no matter how, as somebody who's been very open, I have been to many a sex party. Shout out to my friends on the East Coast. But here's the thing, though. This is what separates us from this, Jason, is that we have not had 11 people allege that we threatened their families if we came forward. Mm. That is where it goes from being sex to being something predatory. Consensual sex is one thing, but when many people are saying that you are threatening their families and when all the people who are, are, are speaking are people who have an inequitable power structure, folks who you know are easy prey, that's when it becomes predatory. And so I know this is alleged, but the circumstantial evidence for me as a journalist is concerning because they keep on sleeping with people who have inequitable power, which means that they, can, they know that they have leverage and who all say that their families have been threatened in some way or they've been directly threatened in some way. That is not about sex. That is about power. Rape is never about yeah. sex. Sexual assault is never about sex. That's about power. So sexually free people like us, we have nothing to do with whatever they're being accused of. It's a whole different ballgame. Yeah, I agree. It, it's... It this is a really difficult situation because at, at the same time, you know, you just don't want to just believe allegations straight out. I, honestly, personally, I just want justice to be served. So if this unfortunate situation is true with Tiny and T.I., then they need to deal with the repercussions. But also, if this is a lie, there needs to be repercussions on the other end too, because this person has a family, they're losing movie opportunities. And I just hope whatever happening here is the truth, you know, either way. So it's hard for me to really speak on this situation. You know, so many people are fans of TI and people love Tiny, but like you said, that's 11 allegations, 11 different people. I really have to sit back and see this thing out and hope justice is, um, is served. But this is why I think with the Me Too movement, there needs to be a Men Too movement, but there also needs to be consequences for people who make fake allegations. Now, I don't know that the allegations are fake, but the person I told you know. from TikTok, what I've said to my attorney, is, is that not only are we going to go after him, but we're gonna make an example out of him for people who make false claims. And the crazy part is his claim didn't even have a claim. It just it was just talking shit and talking reckless. But you have to be careful because as you said, Damage, you know, T.I. is losing deals, he's losing stuff. Now look, if they did what people are saying they did, drugging him, raping him, they should lose everything. They should lose it all. Now I'll tell you the ironic thing that I found last night when I was talking about this on Gagging, was that his show, his reality show, uh, what's the name of the show? Family Hustle, Family Hustle. which I love this show. The opening of the show is very similar to the Cosby show, and Bill Cosby is accused of the same thing. Isn't that crazy? I see what oh, you're saying now. I see it now. I, I, I will say this. I listened to a colleague of mine recently who said that years ago she made a statement that what scared her about Hyman Gate, for those of you who remember, is when Deja Harris was embarrassed because of T.I. talking about how he wanted to make sure her Hyman was intact, is that she said that she knew a lot of people who had predatory parents 
who, when they had daughters, were hyper vigilant because they knew how dark it could get. And at the time, she got dragged. She's a very popular podcaster. I won't, I won't name her right now, but she got dragged at the time. And recently, she said, she's like, look, that wasn't me being inflammatory. It was me saying that as somebody who has some kind of insight into how predators act when they have their own families, he's shown many signs that have alarmed people who are in the know. So again, I'm not saying that T.I. or Tiny or anybody has done what they're being alleged of, but I will say that the circumstantial evidence is mounting and it's all archived. It's not new stuff. It's all stuff that's been mm-hmm. front and center for years and been talked about, but now that the allegations are concrete, it's all coming together and telling a story. It's the same thing that happened with Bill Cosby. It's the same thing that happened with R. Kelly. People who have power can create an ecosystem when even when folks are talking about you on camera, it takes years for all of it to come together. So we need to be really mindful that if all 11 are not abused. And even one of them is abused. That's still bad. Right. We always say, Oh, somebody must be lying. So what? Let me say this. Let me say this for the public figure perspective, right? People see us differently than we see them. I True. see everybody as regular. Like I see regular as regular. I see it, people who per- perceive to be irregular. I just see people, people who live regular lives, see public figures as public figures, powerful, this and that, right? When I ask a, a man, like, can I touch you? And they look at me crazy and they're like, why would you ask me a stupid question? Bitch, because I want full consent. Why? I love that. I want to be very clear that you know what I'm asking for, that I, that I know what I'm getting. And it may be weird, but, you know, this is a weird circumstance, too, to be put into a situation where now you got motherfuckers saying that you, you know, did stuff to them. The other thing is, I've had a lot of guys want to hang around with me, hang around me because of who I am, my the clout, the money, the whatever, the the TV stuff. And so my intention when I see him is, you just a sexy guy I want to hang out with. Their intentions are, I'm gonna come up or I'm gonna hang out and have a good time or whatever. And so I've had guys want to get to know me, and then when I when I when I when you friend zone uh-huh. them or you just you're not interested, then they want to work for you. Then when they're not interested. Then it's like, oh, you know, you wanted me. Now they on Instagram with shit. And the bothering, the bothersome part is what's the alternative? Stay single forever, not meet anybody. That's why I say I think there has to be some really serious consequences. The only way to balance out the Me Too movement is to have really serious consequences for people who make claims and they are proven to be lying. Yes. I agree. You know what I, I mean? agree. Wholeheartedly. Completely. Like, agree. you know. Yeah. And, and and with the TI situation, I'm not saying it's impossible for 11 people to come to, together and make up a story, but at the same time, whether it's true or not, whatever happens, justice just needs to be served. So if these people are lying, um, something needs to happen. You know, you can't just, this is a man that has a whole family, you know, daughters. This is conversations he has to have with people in his circle. And, you know, if these allegations are real, it needs to be handled accordingly. But if it's not, like you said, Jason, we got to figure out a plan of how to deal with people that are making up these allegations and just throwing things out there and ruining entire careers. It's happening left and right now. It's now, also it's unfair really to victims too, by the way, guys. It's also unfair to victims. We have to point that out. It's not just about the person who's being accused. Every time somebody lies, it makes it harder for a real victim as well. Absolutely, yes. Now, Sabrina Peterson, the woman who claimed that T.I. Uh, you know, put a gun to her head in front of her children and all that is also now suing them. And, and, you know, she's been in touch with us here at the show. And I said, look, if Sabrina wants to have a conversation, I'll fly to the A. She could fly here, whatever. I want to talk because I'm trying to get to the bottom of it all. Right now, 
There's allegations coming from one side. There's allegations uh, being denied on the other. Now, uh, T.I. and Tiny's attorney, Steve Sadow, he's denied everything. All the allegations, he said that they're all unsubstantiated and baseless and a sordid shakedown campaign. So he's also denied trying to make deals to silence the alleged accusers. So we don't know what's happening uh, around Atlanta and around the T.I. and Tiny household with all these people. But what I will say is that I hope that justice is served if it needs to be, but I also hope that accountability is put in place for those if if these allegations are not true. Now, I will tell you uh, something else that's happening as part of the whole Me Too movement is Governor Cuomo, who's one of the most popular people in this whole COVID thing, is now being caught on camera telling a reporter to, quote, eat the whole sausage after a second woman alleges sexual harassment. His brother, Chris Chris Cuomo, who's also a a person that reports on the news on CNN, he's refusing to even talk about it because he feels like it's baseless. Now, I'm going to come right out and say this is some bullshit. You told somebody to eat the whole sausage. If you follow me around with a camera, the jokes that I have said to people just joking are so inappropriate because it's just, that's the way me and my friends are. That's the way me and, that's just the way it is. That's the way niggas are. I'm not saying that, you know, you know, you, you, you cross the line that's been drawn in the sand from the Me Too movement, of course. But if he tells a person that he has a joking relationship with, to eat the whole sausage. Are we now going to ask him to recuse himself as governor of New York? Okay, two See, things about that. Two things. Number one, uh, again, abuse of power, right? If you are someone's boss, that's very different having your boss telling you to eat the whole sausage and your homeboy. So we have to talk about power structures. If somebody has power over you, jokes don't hit the same. That's why they have a whole HR manual about how not to joke with your boss. So that's the first thing, right? But the second thing is, um, Chris was on CNN and he said, look, CNN has done eight exposés on my brother in the past three days alone. It's a conflict of interest for me to talk about it because I can't be objective. It's my brother. But my network is still going to drag him in the court of public opinion and, and go about this in the proper way. I just know that I have to recuse myself. So I actually think it's responsible of him rather than pretend to be objective to admit that he can't be objective and let his CNN co- um, uh, colleagues do the work instead. The thing about Cuomo that makes me nervous is What's happened with COVID is for him what happened with Giuliani with 9-11, right? Everybody hated Giuliani, 9-11 happened, and it helped him, and then he just kept talking, and then he ruined it. (laughs) (laughs) So I feel like everybody was falling in love with Cuomo during COVID, like, oh my God, he's so good, and then he kept talking, and he ruined it. So Creepy Cuomo. Creepy Cuomo. I... I'm, no, he's a creep. I mean, Look, because he told somebody because he told somebody to eat a sausage. I'm not. I'm not calling. Yeah. No, he did more than that, Jason. I, I, he, he also I, asked I, his assistant, you. "Do you like old men? with your sex life like?" While looking at her and winking at her, allegedly. That's not Look, a joke. We like, there. Eat my we sausage. weren't there. We weren't there. We allegedly. live in a world. We live in a world where anybody can wake up any day and say anything. Thank God, my work environment has cameras. Because let me tell you something. I trust my staff. But I don't even trust me sometimes. I want everything filmed. Everything is out in the open. Meaning I don't trust me in the sense that I'm very trusting with people. I will naturally just trust you. I will naturally be open and sharing with you. My staff have gone on vacation with me and my friends. Do you think me and 12 of my friends are sitting in a house every single day on vacation following an HR manual? No. We're fucking being guys and girls, some girls on vacation in private <laughs> islands or different places where we're having a good fucking time. You think if I have a man come over to my house 
that I'm reading the the, the HR manual on whether they or not on I vacation, Jason. Them. They weren't on vacation. They were in their office. That's the thing. This is a working. I mean, I I've worked places where I've seen people in power say some old creepy shit to young lady over here, and I felt uncomfortable. And there's nothing really you can do about it unless you want it to interfere with your work. I mean, with your job. And even if it's not so bad, it's an uncomfortable position to be in because you really can't defend yourself. If you say the wrong thing, who knows? You might get fired or get more whatever work tomorrow. So it's it's kind of, it's an unfair dynamic when these things happen. And those people know what they're doing when they do it. And give yourself more credit, Jason. Like you even said, you have an environment where there's work stuff and there's a banter there, but then you guys go on vacation. That's a very different relationship than someone who's walking in and you are only my boss. We do not keep key. We don't go to happy hour. We have no personal relationship. And you're allegedly licking your lips and asking me, do I get down with older men? Like that's a very different thing from what you're doing. And also too, for me as a woman, I have been sexually harassed up until five years ago, every job I ever had. I actually literally lost a job because I turned somebody down. And so I know personally, even at Home Depot, where you would think nobody has any power at Home Depot, <laughs> my shift manager sexually harassed me, right? And now suddenly I'm working the graveyard shift while I'm going to school. So it happens all the time to women well, and where- And this is the thing, and this is the thing. I'm not saying that it doesn't happen. What I'm saying is like my work environment saying that is different. My work environment is my home, right? So right. my home is different than showing up at an office at the Capitol, right? It's a very exactly. different, really? relaxed environment. The entertainment industry is a different, more relaxed work environment than even a Home Depot or a Taco Bell. And so I'm, I want to find the solution to how we hold people accountable because I don't sleep with my employees. I don't date anybody who works for me anymore. I have in the past. I've, I've been in a relationship with somebody mm -hmm. and then we start a business together. But I'm the CEO and they're the COO. Technically, they work for me. Technically, I'm the boss. And technically, I'm in a relationship with an employee. But as somebody who wants to be a strong advocate for kids or strong advocate for the gay community or strong advocate for equal rights, I find myself very afraid to in a climate where anybody could say anything at any time. And you could be canceled and sued and lose it all, even if it's just public opinion, because of an allegation. That's why I, I think balancing shit yeah. out, you gotta have rules and laws to protect people who are wrongly accused. And those people who are accused and afraid to stand up for themselves, those motherfuckers gotta grow some balls and go after a motherfucker, because that's what I would do, and that's what I plan to do if a motherfucker tries me. Because I don't even, un and, and the crazy part is, the allegations that could be made against somebody who's been a victim of sex abuse. You know, I guess there's a whole on a conversation that could be unpacked there where people who are abused end up abusing, or I don't know, keep the cycle. I don't know. I, it's too complicated for me. Uh, but I, I hope yeah. that Governor Cuomo is not guilty because he has done a great job in leading his state through a national, an international pandemic, a global pandemic. And I just pray that more honestly more truth comes out because i don't know what to think yeah, yeah it's um you can't even tell people to be careful who they're around because a lot of these cases are coming from years ago so it's not like this is how they're moving every day like yo you need to slow up these are old situations a lot of the time that's getting people canceled and stuff so i really don't know what to say about the it the solution right now. is to sue everybody if anybody sees me on hollywood unlocked and wants to say a fake story please know i will sue your ass so that's the answer jason if we make it inconvenient for people to, to embezzle us 
then suddenly it gets a lot but, sexier for people to do stuff. I would sue but sometimes, I, 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 will, I will say this. At Hollywood Unlocked, I'm not going to get into details, but at Hollywood Unlocked, I've had to deal with, as the CEO, uh, uh, somebody being accused of uh, sexual uh, misconduct with people in the public. And I have taken action to remove that problem from my company. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and but I made sure to give, you know, the person fair process and look into everything and, you know, uh, investigate and ask questions. I've even gotten on the phone with people and asked them questions and looked into things. And so once I made the conclusion that there was some wrongdoing, I took the appropriate action. And I do think that people who are taking advantage of their position or, you know, caught up in themselves to the extent that they hurt other people, they should be taking all the way to the mat, but I do, I do have empathy for people who are losing everything in a climate of an out of control mm-hmm. movement that people yep. have no guardrails for or no balancing. Um, you know, another movement that is uh, that is underway is the Golden Globes are getting drugged for filth for their <laughs> lack of inclusion. You know, my girl Tiffany Haddish. Not only did she change her hair color, but she switched it up on motherfuckers because she was going to present, but at the same time, in the car on the way there, called them out for a lack of inclusion. So the 2021 Golden Globes just happened, and the Hollywood Foreign Press Association for uh, they faced a lot of backlash over their lack of inclusion in their group. So apparently, they were skipping over black performances and failing to place black films in the best picture category. But what what people were really mad about is that. The 87 people that govern, I guess, within that organization, uh, none of them are black. And so this is the photo that (laughs) Tiffany posted on her Instagram while she was on her way. And it says the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, not a single black member out of 87. And she said, I'm about to present on the Golden Globes, but no black people out of all 87 shaking my head. Y'all can do better. Hashtag times up globes. Now, uh, I don't know if you guys watched the Golden Globes, but a lot of people were happy that so many black people won, that people in our culture lose sight of the fact that we are the hot sauce that show up and make everything hot, but we don't own the shit. That's what I've been talking about since day one when it comes to black journalism and working within or being on shows in in these predominantly white managed or driven companies i left viacom because they create a lot of shows for us but they just happen to be shows where we show up as baboons and we fight our way through scenes for no money and so i i would say that although i'm happy for andrew day who i saw at r&b live with ed sheeran coming up you know being a very talented singer she looks like rihanna she i didn't like that rag on her head but nonetheless she's taking it off now and she's she, amazing she's amazing she's amazing right I'm happy for her. I'm happy for uh, that they gave it to uh, Black Panther. You know, what's his name? Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick Boseman, yeah. I'm happy that the Get Out guy won an award and the other guy from Return of the Jedi or whatever. I'm glad that they all won. Jesus and the Black Messiah, yeah. Baby, I don't watch movies, so I don't even know. I watch the Golden Girls. I'm glad that, and and there was no Black, they didn't even have no Black friends. The issue that we have to deal with is that we can show up and win awards all day long. But if we don't have a seat at the table and we don't own the table, we're still fucking being used. So shout out to you, Tiffany, for having the courage to call these white people out on their shit when you were on the way to their shit. 
That's how you do it. Because they need I her. love how Tiffany looked. Like, snatch. That picture, I, I gagged when I saw her. So she she was beautiful while she was dragging them, which is the way you do it, sis. Um, and I also think we have to also shout out people like Jane Fonda, who has been an ally before ally was a word. Um, she got the, like this big award that evening and called bullshit. She was like, yeah, I'm a white woman winning this award, but you guys need to do better. And she shouted out shows like I May Destroy You. If you guys haven't seen I May Destroy You, it is single-handedly the most, most important show of all 2020. JC, you talked about um, sexual abuse. It actually talks about men being sexually abused as well as women, right? So it talks about gay men and women being sexually abused. It is unflinching. I've had men call me crying after watching the show. Most important show of all of last year, it was completely snubbed because a black person came up with it. So I think the Golden Globes are full of crap and everybody that I know in the industry quietly believes that. So shout out to Tiffany for finally calling it out because it's a very, very badly kept secret that they're all just a cult of white people picking what they like. Mm-hmm. I, and I like I what you said. I like what you said. I'm tired of being a hot sauce, man. The things that just make everything hot, you know, and pop when we're the meat and the potatoes. And at some point we got to sit there and realize like the reason we're getting these now, these, these winnings and everything, because they know we have black Twitter and they know we have platforms like Hollywood Unlock where people want to retweet and create these conversations that they cannot create on their own. And that's why Winning, yes, of course, shout out to everybody that won and they deserved it, but we need to be in that boardroom because we need to start making change because they're using us. I think we're at a point where we're tired of being used. I think I can speak for everybody on Hollywood Unlocked. We're tired of being used. We need to be a part of making these things happen. We need to be a part of the machine. So I I hear what you're saying, Jason. Positions of power, guys. Positions of power. And remember something, just if you work with me, you may think you're using me, but believe me, I'm not only using you, but in the end, it won't look good because I'm not sleep. I'm woke as fuck, but I'm very smart. I'm very strategic in how I move. You know, I use everything for proof of concept, but at the end of the day, I know my value. I know the value that the three of us bring. I know the value of this platform, but, but let me be very clear, people. If I never win a Golden Globe, an Emmy, Oscar, Grammy, I don't give a fuck about none of that because the one thing I do own is this and i own my voice i own my intention i own my final cut i own what i'm gonna sell it at i own me so i don't have to complain about not getting accolades it would be great but you know i feel like the more powerful you get if all black singers actors actresses producers directors if all black people in the entertainment industry decided to boycott an award show nobody Mm -hmm. would watch Exactly. Nobody would watch. Yeah. If Beyonce, Rihanna, if everybody and everybody that supported them did not show up, nobody would watch. But black people are too afraid of not being included that they'd rather show up and whisper uh, the dissension than to take a strong stand. I'm going to tell you right now. They ever give me an Emmy Award, that award speech will go down in history. Maybe my last one, but it'll go down in history because I understand the power of a platform. And when you build up your stage, you're supposed to stand on it as a king and a queen and not be afraid of losing anything because kings and queens never lose, right? And we, I know there's this whole thing, we come from slaves. No, we come from king and queens. That's why we all have to start wearing our crowns in public and stop being afraid of people tilting them. I ain't afraid of nobody tilting my crown. Uh, but I want to say to Tiffany again, thank you so much for all the support that you give to black media, uh, that you give to uh, conversations that are important to black people for staying. Yeah. You know, you still live in your community. You still come on our show. You you show the same love to us as you show to Ellen. 
And that I think is really, it should be the highlight for a lot of other people who are black celebrities in this industry to continue to show love to folks like us, help elevate us. Oprah, where you at? Show up. You know what I mean? Um, but I also want to just shout out one more person. I'm wearing this sweater. This is a really affordable sweater from Fashion Nova Men. I wore this on my vacation when I was getting on the plane coming home. It was my first post with Fashion Nova as somebody that they've now hired to post for them. But I'll tell you, the thing I love about Fashion Nova is that they've been with Hollywood Unlocked from the beginning when we didn't have any value to really promote them but I had relationships. They found a creative way of supporting my company and giving us money uh, for us to help their company and has been with me from the very beginning. And even up to now, they support Hollywood Unlocked. I can't wait until they support this show. But I do want to say, you know, me and Richard, who's a gazillionaire who owns Fashion Nova and Fashion Nova Men, we had a lot of conversations about our weight over the years. And he's more fit than I was. But now I think I'm more fit than him. But he saw the changes that I was making and wanted to support me. And so he's brought me on to Fashion Nova to post for them. And I remember posting on my Facebook that I was going to be a Fashion Nova model as a joke. And here I am now posting for them. So, you know, uh, I just want to say shout out to Richard and the whole Fashion Nova team for showing me love. Now, if you sponsor the show, you know, I was going to say something inappropriate, but I don't want to lose my deal. We'll, we'll really, really be grateful. But, uh, Jason, Blue you want to hear something funny? You want to hear something really funny? Uh, yeah. Fashion Nova set us a box of set me a box of clothes for our promo shoot, and I never opened it until yesterday. And this is the first thing I've worn from Fashion Nova. Oh, really? <laughs> so two out of three of us are currently wearing Fashion Nova on camera because I didn't do laundry. Let me tell you why they need to sponsor this show. Because number one, we don't want to wear any logos. So right. The other thing is, it is so affordable, and I ain't gonna lie. This tracksuit, this is not even—I'm not even being paid for this right now. The tracksuit that I got, that I wore in that picture from Aruba, was so comfortable on the plane. I wore them with my Dior Converse or whatever those shoes are, oh. and I looked expensive for the low. So, fashionovamen.com. I don't even know what my link is to go get a discount or whatever. It doesn't matter. But just uh, thank you, Richard, and thank you to the Fashion Nova team for supporting us. I'm tired, so I'm about to go. <laughs> <laughs> Peace. All right, look, that was a great show. And make sure you keep coming back because we got all types of amazing interviews and topics that are going to make you go crazy. Uh huh, that's right. That means like, subscribe, do everything you need to do to make sure you stay up to date with what we got going on. And ladies, stay tuned in because you know I have your back. And listen, make sure that you're commenting below because even though I say I don't read it on the show, that's all I do when it's over. Peace.